Hey guys, Liza here. Just wanted to let you know that I supremely fucked up my audio on this episode. So for the first 20 minutes, I'm going to be using our Zoom recording. It's going to sound like I'm on the phone and then all of a sudden it's going to sound normal. I'm sorry. It's weird. I did a bad job. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. I'm Kimmy. And Carlin is here. Sorry. Hi. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating where we try to make you feel less lonely, where we try to make dating more normal, where we try to talk about things other than just plain old dating. Today, we are talking about um, dating and friendship. Sorry, I feel like a like shock jock, like a morning host. I'm holding my coffee. It's a Saturday morning and I'm on the radio of podcasts. But today, we're talking about friendship and dating. Um, and that will be an exciting topic to touch on how are you both doing Carlin I'm so pumped to have you back I've missed you what up (laughs) I'm doing fine I had a traumatic incident last night so I feel like I'm like less than great but it's fine I'm here I'm going to use that energy to be present and engaging and not boring whatsoever I feel like we're all, I, feel, I mean, you have to tell everyone yes. about your eye trauma. Oh <laughs> you can't just drop the traumatic incident and walk away. You're right. It also wasn't maybe that traumatic. Okay. So I wear contact lenses and I've been wearing them for, gosh, so like 25 years. Like it's been a while. So I went to take them out. I took one out successfully. Didn't even think about it because you don't think about it after 25 years. But then I guess my nails are like a little too long. And so as I was taking out one of them, it like cut in half as I was taking it out. And by half, I mean like three quarters of it came out and then a quarter of it was left behind. And I was just <laughs> immediately freaking out. Obviously, I didn't know what to do. None of the, do- all the doctor's offices like were about to close. It was like 6.30. And so then one of them suggested like, oh, you might just have to go to the emergency room. And I was like, I'm not doing that because it's going to be like expensive and terrible. And so I decided to like flush my eye out for like two or three hours and it eventually came out. But it was just like one of those things of like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to go blind because I'm like too cheap to go to the emergency room. So I was just going to like go to sleep and wake up today. But then also it was like, what that like scratches my cornea like what do I have to wear like an eye patch for the rest of my life like with the eye stuff is so vulnerable and like scary (laughs) the word cornea sorry it just really is upsetting me I just well I feel like that matches all of our energy we were just before we started recording talking about our energy on this Saturday morning and it's fully 9 a.m on the east coast on the west coast where Kimmy is (laughs) So it is a struggle, um, but we are determined to be just the peppiest shock jocks. Let us tell you why you shouldn't listen to the rest of this episode before you do. No, I'm just kidding. I think we are going to turn it around, guys. I feel very strongly that my energy will improve. And I like talking about friendship and dating. If you're new here... (laughs) I'm doing it. I'm doing it, guys. I'm going into the business. Here it goes. If you're new here, this podcast, you know, 
riffs on that Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore movie title because I, Kimmy, went on a bunch of dates and then we've had new daters since. Carlin is our latest dater, but it's also COVID. So we do some episodes where we talk about dates, some episodes where we talk to experts and stuff, and some episodes where we just talk about fun topics. And Carlin is the best and we are very lucky to have her. So that's that business. Follow us at my one first date spot on Instagram. We do fun things there. We have like, you know, little like Q and A's where I ask you about your feelings and then I respond to them. I don't know. I'm trying it out. We have a newsletter called Precious Precious Gems which I can never say properly, not a shock jock. Uh, it is uh, on Substack and it is linked in the show notes. And you may want to check it out if you prefer to read about dating and relationships in life versus listening in your ears. Um, what else, Liza? Another great reason to subscribe to our Substack is that we list out our consumption corner, which is something we started in COVID, but I feel like everyone seems to love. So I think we may keep doing it even like when dating is a little bit more normal. Um, and it's just what we're watching, listening to, and reading. Although reading for me, not as Rarely. much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we like list all that out and and link it when possible there. Um, so even if you just hear us talking about something um, that you want to watch, read, or listen to, um, it's it's super easy to find if you subscribe to our Substack. Uh, I think that's the biz. Did we do it? I think we did it. I'm fine with it. It's a Saturday morning. That feels right. <laughs> so let's do consumption corner real quick. I will go first because mine again is boring and stuff we've already talked about that we don't have to talk about. But Finish Better Call Saul restarted Breaking Bad and it's quite the journey. And it's also bringing me back to like my first year or two in New York, which is when I was watching Breaking Bad and it's been fun and nostalgic, but also it is very heavy, but no one needs to hear me tell tell them that. Um, the other thing I watched was based off of Kimmy's recommendation. It was uh, the Stanley Tucci searching for yes. Italy thing on CNN. And it was so good. And I like felt every feeling and I'm just like, it was so, so good and so well done. And I am so like desperate to travel and I just want to go to Italy so badly when it's safe. And um, it also like completely, I, I, did like a summer study abroad in Italy and it was like a language program. So I, I sort of spoke Italian, but I haven't used it in like a very long time and can't remember a lot of it. Like could not have watched this series without the subtitles at all. Um, but it made me want to like get like really like get back into the Italian language and relearn. It was just really like soul filling. And I was so happy that you recommended it. It made me really, really happy. I haven't watched it since I watched my, the first episode. So I'm really glad you reminded me and because I loved it. I just have a It's really good. It's hard to find if you don't have a cable login, which yeah. is kind of. I have YouTube use. TV, which is so expensive that I'm going to cancel it probably next month. So I better stock up on my Stanley 2G. Binge that. Take that, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sponsor us. I want. I actually <laughs> love YouTube TV. I'm a, a huge proponent. I feel like for like years they've been like, guys, 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 YouTube TV. But it's so expensive. It's like $70 a month now. And I I just don't have that. Okay. That was so dramatic. Carlin, what are you watching consuming in all ways, shapes, and forms? Um, I recently finished The Leftovers on HBO, which I know mm. is like a super – old show um super but I it was it was so good it was so intense I feel like I just learned so many things I 
think religion is bad. I think organized groups and clubs are bad. I'll never be like do a group project. Even those are already bad, but I'll never form a group ever again. Um, Justin Thoreau is a very uh, brown white man. I mean, like he tans like very well. And I just felt like the numerous times that he's naked, I just wanted to be like, good for you. Like you tan, like you, like, I feel like that would, that's like frustrating for some people when they can't tan and like, that's like not an, an issue for him. So I feel like that's hot. nice. I'd like to, I'd like to read the room on whether we think he's hot. Mm. I do, but I know it's controversial. I think he's, he's just like very intense that I feel like if he even maintained eye contact with me for like two seconds, I would like feel uncomfortable and like, you know, taking away <laughs> that like he's famous and, and like stuff like it, which I would just be like, oh my gosh, you're so intense. <laughs> Um, yeah i i feel similarly to carlin he's like objectively hot he's a babe but i do feel something about like once i know who he is and who he's dated and not dated i actually don't know who he's not dated really i don't have any tea that would be me. fun um <laughs> us us he has not dated us and that makes him terrible uh I don't like I don't have a crush on him but he's fucking hot if that makes any sense at all he's not like like Oscar Isaac I have a big crush on and he's hot oh, you God. know yeah, yes oh, Carlin, I'm, so so, I'm like I, I, I like oh, about that in this okay. he's like, is that your number one celeb crush of all time oh well all time it gets really embarrassing guys yeah, I had a thing for hard. Orlando Bloom like that was uncomfortable. Like, I, I feel like my, you know, dad wanted to watch Lord of the Rings. So we would watch the Lord of the Rings movies, like not in theaters, but at home. And I was like, why am I so attracted to this elf with blonde hair? It's very weird to me. And that turned into like, oh, learning what he looked like elsewhere and in like Teen Vogue, like a, a, a Teen Vogue you could hold in your hand. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, I remember the article and being like, this man is, I, I, it feels different. It feels like Leo. Leo, sorry. So like that. <laughs> Oscar Isaac might be my number one now because I do feel like it, I get like a little red in the face when I think about him. So yes, yes, he's my number one right now. That's so funny about Orlando Bloom. I was the same way in high school when he's like the Lord of the Rings movies. And I was like, why do I feel this way? And then, <laughs> right, seeing pictures of him like in Seventeen Magazine, I was so in love with him that like, I remember sitting on the floor of my bedroom and like looking up like his address, which was like his fan club like address or whatever and like starting to write him a letter about how I knew we were meant to be and I know that he gets letters like this like all the time but like I'm actually the one and I wrote out this letter I never sent it like thank god God. but I was sitting there thinking like this is this is it this is going this is how it's going to happen I'm going to write him a letter he's going to pick it out of this bag of thousands of letters and he's going to be like this underage person is the one for me (laughs) (laughs) she's the love of my life (laughs) it's so funny because I just feel like we all had a similar moment when we were young where we were like that I know this is gonna happen like with (laughs) it's it's like the most I relate to I feel like you know my stereotypically but also like just living with one of them men hetero straight men are so just like physically attracted or get like like I, I associate them with like seeing a person. They don't even have to know the person and getting really into them. And that's how I felt as a teenager with some of these men who I clearly didn't know because they were <laughs> celebrities. I just like felt this deep 
connection because they were so hot. And that's the most I can relate to men, I guess I'm trying to say. Like, usually I need to know someone's personality. But when it comes to Leo, Orlando, or Oscar, I'm fucking all in from the start. Anyway. Ugh. God, I love having celebrity crushes. It's really a delightful part of life. Um, Kimmy, what about you? Consumption? Oh, great question. Well, oh, this is like kind of cute because I watched Made You Look, Liza, the art documentary on Netflix you recommended. I will oh. say, oh, wait, Carlin, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. Have you seen I Made You Look? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Did you know you about- You described it. Did you? Oh, I didn't we, know about it either. Okay. I was thinking because you are closer to the- the world than I. The world. Um, so basically, Liza already described it. I will not bore us, but it's a big art scandal. And this woman, Anne Friedman, is just kind of like, I didn't know, though. I didn't know these paintings were fake, and I sold them, and so I got away with it. And it's it's all New York. It, it's the exact right amount of scandal that I want in these times. Liza, you called that out, and I, I just – I highly recommend it. It's like – I didn't find it, like, mind-blowing, but it's fascinating. It's, it's not – I feel like it's – a rare documentary of late because it's it's kind of old school. It's just like here are a bunch of different perspectives on it. Uh, we got a bunch of different people who are lawyers involved, but like we're not. I don't know. It's not too stylized. Is that fair to say? Liza? Yeah. Like it's, it's just, just like a documentary. This thing yeah. Happened. We're gonna tell you about it. The people involved are gonna talk about it. It doesn't really take a um like it doesn't really have an opinion. No. Like the document. He doesn't try. Like, do you think she knew? Do you think Anne knew what was going on? I do. And I think her big defense was just that she was able to be like, so I, I heard this, I think it was Who Weekly, a podcast that will, I'll just say that's my other consumption corner because I love it so much. It's a pop culture podcast. Um, they, I think they were talking about Jen Shaw, the real housewife of Salt Lake City, who <laughs> I don't, I think when this comes out, it will still be relevant. Maybe she'll be even more in jail. I don't know. But she was arrested for basically robocalling you and being like, you owe a student loan. Like, this woman was on television. It's not because she was on the show that she was investigated. She was, like, already under investigation. Went on TV, described, like, pretty clearly where her money came from. Like, you know, direct response ads, which isn't wrong. But she was just calling your phone, telling you you owed money, and targeting 55 and older people to get get money. So I think... What they said on Who Weekly was that the best defense she has is she just has to pretend she thought she was doing a good thing. And then they brought up Anne Friedman, which reminded me that I watched that this week too. Anne Friedman is the woman who, in this documentary, Made You Look, was taking these paintings she thought were Rothko's um, and and selling them. Yes, she was uh, through a gallery. But she was she was the one basically signing off on it, right, Liza? I mean, saying, yeah, this yeah. is legit. And, and one they weren't. Of- one of the great lawyers they interviewed in that is like either she's guilty or she's actually an idiot. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think she's an idiot. So no, it's, she does it's not seem like an idiot. Like, yeah, but her but defense she, was like, I just didn't know. Which like, how do you prove that she knew? They they try. They clearly tried, but it's yeah. Another I, way she's proving she's smart is like she had a she didn't she had it tied up, man. I don't know. It was also yeah. I want to fake. I want someone to paint me a fake Rothko. Like, I would be really into that. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really tell it. me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd be into that, too. Why not? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Like, so paint. anyone out there yeah. makes, you know, legal, like, cop to um, fake. With this whole um, NFT thing of just, like, digital art selling, I'm like, well, get me a – I don't need I don't need the certificate that says it's the only one. I just want a copy of it. I just want yeah. it to look nice. <laughs> right, yeah. Not cool enough. Anyway. Well, my apartment to be classy. So that's it. I, I'm still going to just highly recommend The Great. Carlin, have you seen The Great? That is so good. It's so good. 
I talked Huzzah! about it last week. I was oh my so God. late to it. It's so good. How does Bridgerton have so much buzz when the great does? And I just right. I, I felt bad. So, so good. good, but it's getting a second season. So hopefully, people then will like yeah. be like more into it. It's so good. If you haven't watched it, like, ugh. It's yeah, that it's was a delight. One of my favorite things that I've watched in the past year. And yeah, oh, I think so I had good. finished it by last week, but I still wanted to shout it out. As well as I'm still watching Call My Agent. Speaking of subtitles, like French is the language I can understand, but I still need subtitles with that show and I fucking just love it. It's just delightful. Anyway, that that was a lot from me, but thanks guys. Good, good consumption, guys. We did it. <laughs> Okay, should we talk about our our topic du jour? I think we should. Are we interested in talking about friendship and dating? Okay, yes, we're going to talk about it. Okay, by friendship and dating, let's clarify what we mean to, you know, it's 51 first dates. It could mean anything and it will mean anything <laughs> in due time. But we are going to talk about like what it's like when a friend starts to date, when you don't like who your friend's dating how your friendships change when you start dating someone, how it is to feel like your friendship is evolving, changing, getting worse, getting better because of a partner. When has a friendship ever gotten better because of a partner? That would be interesting to, to, to discuss. But anyway, um, lots of lots of chatting that we're going to do. Um, okay. Why are we talking about this, guys? Why is it important to talk about friendships and dating? Wow. I'm really acting – okay, disclosure, we have an outline – Thank you, Liza. It's good. <laughs> we got one Apple review that was like, they're boring. They don't get to the story. And then we were like, no, I'm, I'm not we. Kimmy, I was like, we need an outline. We need a topic. <laughs> and thus, I feel like I'm in a fucking work Zoom meeting. So why are we talking about this today, guys? What, are you, what do you think? What do you, what do you all think of? when you think about friendship and dating and relationships. I think it's really important. I mean, I feel like we've all, maybe not, tell me if you guys feel differently, but I feel like I have always felt really, really, really sensitive to when my friends get boyfriends or girlfriends and like kind of fade a little bit. Like literally my my um, my best friend since kindergarten, Nick, and I coined a term, coined the term fading because it's like the like slowly <laughs> backing away into the mist. Um, and so we'll be like, oh, she faded, you know. Um, and it's, it's, I've always felt really, really, really sensitive to it. And also like, I think I've probably been guilty of it. It's a really tricky situation. It's really like tricky to navigate emotionally. Um, and yeah, so I, I just feel like it's an important thing to talk about. And it's not something we've really ever touched on. Um, and that being said, you guys should both be like completely honest with like, I'm proposing radical honesty towards my, towards me. If you guys have felt personally victimized by, by me in this department, like definitely tell me about it. But it's a, it's just to me a really, really tricky thing. I feel like, like in the beginning stages, I don't, I, I guess some people maybe like don't handle it as well, but like, I guess I'm just so happy for them to be in the honeymoon phase that I don't mind it. Cause like, I know what that feels like where you kind of like, just only want to be around like your friend, like only wants to be around like the person that they're dating or whatever. Um, so I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever had a friend that has like handled it like in a, like, like a trashy way where they just like kind of like fall off the map. Like, I don't know. I think even just like, like 
little check-ins like, hey, I'm alive. I'm just like, you know, my time has just been like dedicated to this new person. I'm like, go ahead, girl. Like, you know, do whatever you got to do. Like, I think I'm just like so happy for them, assuming it's like a healthy, like, okay relationship that I don't, I don't know. I don't mind it too much. Oh my God, you're so much more of like a Buddha than I am. I know. <laughs> it's beautiful, Carlin. It's truly beautiful. I am inspired. This is that is the exact right take. I, I think the podcast ends here, quite frankly. No. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll go I'll go to therapy instead of airing all this shit out shit out on the internet. Liza, wait, I'll I got you. I got your back. Okay, okay great. Cool. My my first thoughts are like, yeah, I fucking hate when my friend spends more time with their new person than me, but I should be happy for them. As a perpetually single person until my one relationship, really, that I'm in right now, I hated this because I also, yeah, let's just get into it. It, It's a good thing it's early on the West Coast. I'm just going to say something. I would be so jealous, like envious, Mm. like the gross kind of jealousy, like like starting from middle school, I feel like I had, I didn't have, I still love her dearly. I have a very close friend who was my best friend in high school and she always got the boys and I never did. And I was always really jealous. And like, it's kind of refreshing to just say that out loud because I think I spent so much time pretending I didn't care. And I was an independent woman with my braces, but I cared. (laughs) Um, And I think, you know, starting with that, it's really easy to attach some of my not being happy for my friend, even though I was deep down, I'm not a total monster, but like this jealousy, attaching that to like, well, they're too preoccupied. That said, as I've gotten older, I think that it is a little, there is like a part of my heart that, especially when a friend who maybe was more of like a single pal for me got into a relationship, it made my heart a little bit sad. And then the next thing I will say, and we can get into it, is then finally being in a relationship for the first fucking time in my life, feeling like, ah, I get the fade a little bit and I'm definitely doing it, especially because like a year into my relationship, I then moved to the West Coast, went to grad school, like all these different things that make you ignore your friends who are really special and important to you, I was doing. So I was naughty. I have faded. And and I just, I agree, Liza, that, Okay, I first agree with Carlin because that is the exact right take to be happy for a friend, get a little check-in. I love the check-in. That's all you should need. Like, hey, I'm so happy with this person, so I'm in it, but I I love you too. But I guess I'm just bad at that check-in even, or I felt bad at it in earlier moments of being in my one relationship, so. It's so funny. I, like, don't feel like you faded at all, but maybe it's because you literally have to talk to me for an hour a week. (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe that's why, but I don't feel... It's it's interesting. It's There's always been two parts of this for me, and it's, like, there is the part of it that is I know is about me feeling sensitive or feeling sad because something's changed in my friendship or like I know it's about me. And then I think there's also the part of it that's about I tend to really, really, really hate when especially my female friends define themselves by their relationships. Uh. And I think that's happened a lot, too, where like all of a sudden someone's in a relationship and they only use the pronoun we, which is like Mm. my biggest pet peeve on earth when someone becomes like a we monster. Like it's just like, no, 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 no. We didn't like the movie. Like, I just hate it's a really like if it makes sense, we went to dinner like, yes. But when it's like I've literally like texted friends like, how are you? And she'd be like, we're great. Like, I I can't with that. (laughs) Like, I wasn't asking. We don't have a plural you in English. So it is a 
problem. It would be much clearer in Italian, for example, where I would either be asking about singular you or plural you. But like, I think that sometimes that's been my issue where I feel really like frustrated by female friends coming to define themselves by their partners. Um, And it's not even always like hetero relationships. Like I think it's, you know, whatever, something we've been taught to do. We talk about this a lot. Like I, I, I don't, you know, it's not like I ever hate anyone for this because we are all trained to do it, but it's, that's just like been a thing that's frustrated me. But also sometimes that doesn't happen and I still get a little butthurt. <laughs> like there is a significant lies up part of this that yes. I don't love about myself. I relate to that a lot. So in this vein, do you guys have any thoughts on like the right and wrong ways to incorporate your new relationships and your friendships to like combine people to do you have any mm. examples of like people who have done this well or like times you've seen it happen well it's so scary like, <laughs> i will just I think yeah. the sorry i think the things that like i the way of handling it poorly is when like you make plans with a friend and they're like oh by the way is it okay like scott's gonna come with us like I fucking mm-hmm. hate that especially like you know I've been so gracious <laughs> that sounds terrible but like you know I've been like so understanding like you know for not having any time together so then like when you say like oh let's like do this thing together let's go on a hike together like great and then like we'll be about to leave and then there's significant others like hey I'm gonna come with you guys is that okay and it's just like well I can't say no and like clearly she already said yes to it and this is obviously a specific situation that i'm thinking of um <laughs> and like it was still fine but i guess i don't know when somebody makes plans like that when it's like you know a friendship time together because like you know we were friends first and if it's somebody that you've known since you were really young like i just feel like there's something to be like honored and like respected there. And so when that doesn't happen, I find that to be like a little frustrating because then it it's like, as much as you guys are all together existing, like they're existing together, like on your outing, like as a couple, and then you're just there. So it's like only natural for them to like, you know, have like their inside jokes and like everything. And it's just like, not really like a one-on-one conversation it's you know it's I don't know it feels like kind of isolating even though you have like another person there with you if that makes sense a hundred percent and the like respecting and honoring the friend time especially if someone is newly in a relationship and I'm just thinking it 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 actually hurts my heart when you start to like miss your friend a little bit you're like I don't see you as much it's just yeah they have another person to go to and again I think I'm speaking from a place that was just like I really selfishly wanted my buddies, especially my buddies who like had more time to hang out because they were single, right? So they like we were each other's buddies. We could go out to dinner. But when there's a third person just always there and I'm guilty of this, especially because Tony ended up moving out here because I landed in LA and my job, like I'm, I feel like I'm incorporating him into friends that I've met here. I just, I'm like, I need to do things on my own too in terms of like I just need to go you know to a thing that he is totally invited to on my own sometimes and I'm not trying to be mean to him I want him to hang out and have plans but I and I find it so kind when friends like invite someone's you know partner 
But I sometimes I'm like, I just want to go and be at that birthday party. Just me. I don't know. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like I've seen a lot of, like I've yeah, I've absolutely been in the situation where I've invited my friend to do something and it's like we will be there at this time and it's like it, but uh, <laughs> it's like tricky and I'm sure I've been again like I'm sure I've been that person where it's like okay great Jeff's coming like you know, sorry <laughs> but I also feel like you don't do that that a, much Liza, sorry I try I really, really try have an independent to. life I feel from my when we lived in New York together especially like it's super important to me because I've been in relationships where like the pressure is always there for the other per like from from the other person mm. like I want to come to everything with you and it makes me feel so smothered and so when Jeff and I were first started started dating I was like hey I like want you to have I, I was just very like whatever and also he's like more of an introvert than me and prefers to do less than I like it, it works out okay um however what was the thing I was gonna say just like I think there's a really good way to do this. And actually, I think Kimmy has done a great job of this. And like, I have a few other friends who have done this where it's like the flip side of this, the flip side of like, I'm incorporating my partner and you didn't ask is I really love when someone's dating someone new and they're like, hey, I really want to go to dinner with like my new person and you because I really want you to get to know them. And like, they make it about like, it's you're important to me and I'm dating this person and I want you to get to know them and I want you to have an experience of them and I want to know what you think of them. And like when that's done, I, it makes me feel like special and important. <laughs> and I know it's not about me, but as we've established, <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> it's just, it, it makes it like, I really appreciate when friends in new relationships put thought into um how they're incorporating thought and sensitivity into how they're incorporating their like new boyfriend or girlfriend into the situation yeah also if you're not incorporating if you're like dating someone and I say dating in that weird ass voice like because I don't mean like committed relationship I would not introduce them to any of my friends which was a huge sign that I was not confident in what was going on there <laughs> but I would ignore it for up to years um really embarrassing but if you don't want if you're not even if you're like in a full-on relationship and you're not Eliza I agree that's like a nice way to do it like I need I I value you both I need you to get to know each other versus hey he's coming to watch the watching lol I watch Netflix what am I talking about (laughs) the game (laughs) Look at what having a March Madness bracket did to me. Mine was totally, (laughs) I shot the bed and my grad school alma mater really crushed me. Anyway, that is for the Bill Simmons podcast and not here. Um, I just think, just check in with your gut if you are not introducing someone to your friend as well, you know, or not excited for them to get to know each other. Like if you're in a real relationship where you have introduced them, but you're not, I don't know. If you're avoiding your friend's opinion about the person you're dating, I just feel like that's the best red flag ever. It's such a sign. I don't know. Yeah. It's so, and it, the thing is, is like, you know, you know it in your heart. You know what I mean? When you're like, oh, I don't want this person to be, or you're like, this isn't going to go well. I've only because I've fucking been there and I've been like, oh, I just don't think this is like a good thing, a good relationship and whatever. Um, okay, so here's a question for the room. 
what do you do if you're in one of these situations? If you're in a friendship, an important friendship in your life that you feel like it's significantly changing because of a new relationship and you are worried about your your friendship. Like, do you talk to the person? Do you write it out? What are you guys' thoughts and feelings on that? If I was like really in my feelings, which I guess I tend to be in like that kind of situation, I would do the burger way of writing out like a 500 page like essay on my phone <laughs> and like revising it for a couple of weeks. And then I would just, I would try to like, and depending like on how much I edit it, it's probably like memorized at a certain point and I can just say it to them or I read it. Um, but I think, I guess just like, luckily I haven't had like one of my friends that like recently got into a relationship and they did it because of like my goodbye party at the place that I used to work at. And I totally invited him because I was like, I knew that she was into them. And then like, now they've been together for a year and I'm magic and it's great. So um, I, I feel like it's like a little baby for me. So I, I'm just like, whenever they spend time, I'm just like, that's, that's fine. Let it grow, be together. But like, if it did get to a point of where I just like, wouldn't see her I just would like honestly like sit her down and say like I know it's probably like really exciting right now and like really difficult but I just feel like we're especially if I was going through something like if that's like one of my like people and like someone that like lives in the same city as me um and like I really need to hear her thoughts on a situation of something that I'm going through like if I felt like uncomfortable in talking to her about something like that or I didn't feel like she would make the time for me like to handle like or help me handle a situation like that like that would be like a big like you know red flag for me and then I would if I was at the point of like wanting to save the friendship like assuming she wasn't being like you know all out rude or something like that and like completely ignoring me and then I would want to save the friendship then I would I would have to do I would want to do the work to save it because I know we all get like you know whipped up in love and everything and it just we just don't think about it that way that we could be like affecting like our friends like that so I'm all for like the honest conversations man and if we're friends we we're probably like that's somebody that would probably like accept that kind of like moment between us like if we're that good of friends so hopefully it would be someone like well I don't know why you waited this long to tell me or like you know mm-hmm. hopefully they don't like turn it around on you but um yeah. Yeah. I feel like speaking it into no, not existence, that's wrong, but just saying something is pretty important. Otherwise, resentment builds. At least I've felt that way. Um, Carlin, were you friends with both of the people that you magically put together? Clearly, you were with one, but the, the, it sounds like a guy. Were you also the guy? I wasn't. He had like started at the same, we like all worked at the same place, and he was actually relatively knew and like didn't have a lot of friends but we like we hit it off um mm-hmm. like in a couple interactions before and I was just like come to this party and then I knew that my friend like kind of like had been looking at him a certain way and I was like yeah and you know this other girl there too it'll be fine and then like the entire night nobody on the podcast will see it because it's like a visual thing like they would be talking and then I would like stand like behind <laughs> him and be like <laughs> like good. raising my eyebrows um it was amazing <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is magic because it's that's very magic. satisfying yeah. to set people up. Like, yeah. Who, yeah. Well, I was thinking that's happened was one time to me. Two people who came to a party I threw from totally different spheres in my life and are now married. Oh my gosh. Wow. I've never done it. it because I'm mostly friends with women and then a lot of them are straight. So then it's, you know, I mean, it's. I, I it's don't so have rare. Like, straight I straight. still brag about it. It happened like seven or eight years ago. <laughs> 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 I'm still I, like, I was thinking about maybe we can touch on like 
friendships that turn into dating, whether you're setting people up or I think I love being a, f- a friend, quote unquote friend, not like like my, as I just mentioned, don't have a lot of guy friends. My deep like soul friendships are always with women, but like I like having some rapport, some sort of quote unquote friendship with someone before I have a crush on them, unless they're Orlando Bloom. And then <laughs> I, God, I like can't stop picturing in my head. This is embarrassing. It's morning. Um, and then I just, I don't know. I, I feel like there are so many tales and I wish I had a juicier one of like people getting together, but they were friends forever. Do you, either of you have a story like that where you like know, know of that actually existing, even if it didn't happen to you? I mean, mm-hmm. I oh, wanted yeah. that to happen like 17 times because I had crushes on every like <laughs> close male friend I ever had. That's not true. Not every single one. I'm thinking of a few like very notable exceptions. But I'm thinking uh, of one that I, I did hook up with. That is your that was your friend that you did not. Liza, oh, yeah. Kind of <laughs> did not have any kind of crush on him. That was like my like friend turned partner of sorts. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I have a couple close male friends who are like the dynamic is very brotherly. And then I have a few male friends who I like had over the years. So I was like positive where my soulmate and they just did not return the interest. Longtime listeners have heard me talk about these like extreme sport crushes I had. <laughs> oh my God. The X games of crushes. <laughs> uh. But like, it's funny because my current relationship started out of a friendship that like, you know, was like an acquaintanceship turned friendship, you know, like it, it does happen. Um, but it's very like, I feel like I should teach a seminar in like, it is very, very tricky to turn friendships into relationships because I failed at it mm-hmm. like seven times with people who I was obsessed with. I think it's like a myth that we're told that like, oh, one day you'll look over and you'll be in love with each other and yeah. you'll get married. I'm like, I don't, your situation is closest, Liza. I didn't think about it when I, I was saying it, that, but there were like nuggets of crush having way back when you guys knew each other in college, you know? Yeah. I feel like when we, the, the whole Only like, from my end though, he did not have a crush. Like not, he didn't even fucking think it wasn't even a kernel in his head. But that's so fun. Which is fine. <laughs> but then the tables turned. But um, I I just um, willed it into existence. I had pictures of him all over my vision. No. You <laughs> manifested, baby. That is it. Yep. Just like Carlin and I tried to do with Orlando. But yeah. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. Didn't work out. I just, yeah, the whole like, it, maybe it's kind of stems from the rom-com trope of like, Oh, you're married. My best friend's wedding, or like whatever. Like I'm the friend. I'm this. That's different. Sorry than what I was saying before. Or just, I feel like there are other movies that I can't think of right now where it's like we were friends forever, and then one day we looked at each other and we got boners, you know. And it's like I don't know how often that actually happens, because there had to be something there before that you were both just hiding desperately. Yeah. If anything, I feel like. I know a couple of situations like that and then it didn't work because it's Mm -hmm. really, really hard to transfer a really long-term friend into like a new category in life. Like so many things have to just like work and it's very, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's almost impossible. Actually, I don't know why I think that. Carlin, do you have feelings? I guess I'm trying to think, I'm thinking of, 
which is probably not like a good example, but I'm thinking of like 13 going on 30, that Jennifer mm. Garner movie. Um, and then obviously there's like magic in that. So that's maybe not like helpful, but, <laughs> but I think it's, I don't know. I guess when I think about like my, like friend, like my specifically my guy friends, like to assume that like, you know, oh, well, like you'll just look at them like 30 years later and they're like, oh, it's always been you. That would mean like, I would have an inkling of that before. Like I would have, like you would have popped up in a dream or I would be like masturbating and then like thinking like, and like there would have to be something there. It's just not, it's not just like a haircut and it's like, <gasps> um, haircut, but that's so true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I just don't think of any of my guy friends like that at all. Like, and it's not that I, it's not, yeah, I'm just, it's like a hard no for me. <laughs> I just, mm, no, thank you. That's okay. Okay, this is gonna- So do you never get crushes on your male friends? Am I, I feel like- I don't have male friends, so I don't know I feel what like, to say. <laughs> I feel like I have crushes and then they become my friends and then I try to be in a relationship with them and they're like, we're just friends. And I was like, oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> And then they're, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, I come into the intention of dating them and then we just become friends. And then they're like, we're never going to date. We're just friends. And I'm like, yep, yep. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Can we talk about that? The let's be friends thing. I'm going to talk about it broadly. And then I, there is a listener question that's like sort of a good example of it that I can read. I was talking to a friend recently who like early dating stages, I feel like three dates, like, but it happened to a couple times. She got these like very long texts about how much these men wanted to be her friend. And it was genuine. I, she just showed me screenshots. It was different. Like they really liked her as a human. They may or may not have hooked up separately. Like I feel like one she had, one she hadn't. Either way, this whole like insistence on friendship when you're not, you haven't like fully dated yet. I feel like, and again, super heteronormative, I feel like, Men are often saying to women, but I really want to stay friends. Like, I just, I can't come. Do you, have you, have you both experienced this? Yeah. You're whole, so cool though. Let's be friends. Yeah, yes. And I find it I I am. so annoying because of <laughs> course I cannot be your friend. Like I cannot, especially if we've done peen and V. Like I yeah. cannot. And I just think I hate that. I, I never successfully it. transitioned out of like someone whose penis I've seen into friendship right and And then just later be like you know oh no big deal I'm not like thinking about it like I've it's always turns into a thing like you like eventually like keep touching each other like inappropriately but it's like oh but we're just friends and so then he's doing it like it's it never works and then also I just I just think that's and then they're never your friend after that though like even if they were like going like you know putting down the boundaries like no please stop touching my penis we're just going to be friends because you're that cool and I would hate to lose such a cool person in my life (laughs) it's crazy even saying that I've never heard that before (laughs) um but like it would I I I just have never experienced it I'm not saying it doesn't like exist but I just don't I don't like, what does that mean? Like, you only, 
like you're only interested in like who I am as a person, which is it's just great. But like you don't want to have anything to do with me physically. Like I I don't under I don't like I don't want to date you, but I want to be your friend. And like I really after want to I've be already friend. like you know like had like sex with you. Yeah. It's very strange, but then it's also weird to me too because I also feel I've also felt the thing of like going through a breakup and being like, "Wait, how are we not gonna be friends? You've been like a very important person in my life, and now we just never speak again." Like that, like that also yeah. feels unnatural. But both of them are unnatural. <laughs> like, it, it, like neither make any sense. Like Kimmy and I have a friend. I t- talk about him on this podcast a million times because I genuinely find this to be a unicorn like bizarre fairy tale situation. He just stays friends with all of his ex-girlfriends. Like really genuinely good friends. He's there for them. They talk, they chat on the phone, like they stay connected. You know who I'm talking about, Kimmy, right? Oh yeah. I just can't. yeah, I'm like listening to it's you. Sorry. Like, it's just I'm like yeah. how? I'm truly like, how do you do it without it getting comp? And he's just like, I don't know. It's just it, it, like to him, it's the most natural thing in the world. Like you break up with someone, but they're so important to you. So you keep in touch and you you check in, you have a meal, you whatever. Like it's so, it's so complicated to navigate. It is. And I feel like in my experience, it's it's funny. I have one male friend. I just realized Liza. Thanks for reminding me. Um, <laughs> uh, in my experience. I feel that a lot of times when people said, but I, you're, you know, I really, I want to stay in touch with you. It's, it's, sometimes it's not even saying I want to stay your friend. It's like just treating you like a friend, even though you've stopped going on dates without like a, a concrete end to the, the romantic part of your relationship. I've always felt like it's some weird excuse for like, I, I want to stay your friend is code for, I don't want to be an asshole, but I want to stop hooking up with you. But then I, and again, this conversation with my friend, as well as who's like a funny, great person to be around, as well as thinking about some of these dudes, like there are plenty of dudes who went on dates with me and then just stopped wanting to hang out with me at all. There are some, there is, and again, so heteronormative I'm and I'm stereotyping men, but I just feel like women do this less. There are a lot of dudes out there who I think genuinely like the level of like friendship and the coolness of any woman or certain women that they're dating and they like it's a genuine want to keep having this new friend in their life and it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too that's how I feel but I feel like the urge is genuine and that's where the disconnect for me would happen and I've heard it from friends I've heard it in emails we've gotten it's like well if you really like me and think I'm cool and think my personality is cool and you clearly liked having sex with me but you didn't want the the in-between where you're the relationship the committed relationship where I'm your cool personality person and cool vagina person. Well, then what is the, like, what's the disconnect? And that used to drive me insane because my logic brain was like, I like your personality and I like being romantic with you. So I want to be in a relationship, duh. But it just doesn't, do you know what I mean? It's like this, I think there's a genuine desire to be friends for some people. But I'm always like, why doesn't that translate? I have some growing up to do, I guess. No, it's very frustrating and confusing. And that's, I think, one of the most frustrating things about relationships in general is that, like, it does take just, like, that magic ingredient or, like, that little, you know, like, when you're cooking and you, like, taste it and you're like, oh, it's missing something. And then you put in, like, a squeeze of lemon juice or, like, whatever. It's, like, it needs that, like, binding agent that makes everything right. 
but it's one of the most frustrating things mm-hmm. about all of dating when like you feel like it's there and they don't and mm-hmm. yeah it's really I mean it's like what we talk about all the time that it's like it's not about you or them or whatever it's about the like alchemy the binding um, agent I like that yeah. that helps yeah. me yeah but it sucks it, that's the worst part of all of dating I think mm-hmm. yeah agreed all right, I'm going to read this question because it's related to friendship. This is, guys, I'm, it's a curveball. It's not in our outline. I'm just throwing it. Ooh, Eliza. Whoa, <laughs> off outline. I did have permission to read this. This came from the secret Facebook group, which you should join, which we forgot to shout out earlier. Okay, long-time listener, first-time poster. I ended a long-term relationship at the beginning of the year. Then last month, a friend of mine comes out of the woodwork, so to speak, to tell me he's liked me for a while, even going so far as to say he could see himself falling in love with me. At first, I tell him my heart is too fragile. Give me a few weeks. Maybe we can go on a date. A couple weeks later, I feel like I'm ready, so we begin hanging out, just the two of us. We have great chemistry, and he keeps me constantly laughing. Then we decide to go on a quote-unquote fancy date. I get all dressed up to go to this nice restaurant. I was pretty nervous, and what does he do? Shows up late, drunk, in a t-shirt and hoodie. I excused it because he has some other stuff going on in his life, and because I feel like there could be something real here, and because he's a friend. We hang out a couple more times. The last time we were with another friend... And while it was my decision to keep things secretive until we figured out whether this would be something or not, I was still upset when he didn't show me any affection. Then on Saturday, I receive a text from him that he's been thinking about it and we should back things off. That he cherishes our friendship and doesn't want to ruin it and that it's best we end things now before we go too far and we can't be friends again. I asked if we could talk about it because I do like him, but he said he had made up his mind. Carlin, your faces are so good. I'm sorry. I have to shout it out. I'm pissed. I feel like this guy lifted me up just to shoot me down. You should be pissed. He knew my heart was fragile. Maybe he's trying to protect me from getting hurt any further, but I don't know. I feel like I'm too trusting, and I didn't expect this to happen with a friend. We weren't moving too fast, in my opinion. We were seriously just hanging out, and as soon as I started to develop real feelings, he shuts it down. It just sucks. It does suck. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, like, he was... I would go so far to say that he was never your friend. Yes. That is, that, that is, that's just a wolf lying in wait, like with the fucking sheep's clothing and everything. Like, let's take it back to English class. Like this is, (laughs) that is just so gross. I I just, man, sometimes you just be so frustrated. Um, I guess I, I, so, so when I hear that, I also, Cause I think like just generally when I hear something like that, I try to like get in that person's mind, like what could they possibly mm-hmm. have been thinking? Because I think t- for him to send a text like that, like the first one, like, you know, I, uh, whatever, like I've always thought about you this way or whatever. Like, I'm sure that was a very, I would think that would maybe be like a difficult thing to do. I would assume somebody was being like vulnerable in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then, so sometimes somebody like switches off their feelings like apparently in a moment like that I always wonder and maybe like more specifically with men like is it a moment that they're just like they're just not willing to like dive in like take the leap like the juice is possibly worth the squeeze but like they're just not gonna do the work because maybe it's like too scary or just like some like the way that the emotion feels like they can't handle it or not that it's just either or, but like another option being like, is he just a dick? And he like, you know, wasn't actually like a good friend. Like I, and I don't know what the answer is to that. Like I would obviously want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt because emotions are 
hard, but I think like in relationships, like, yeah, they're difficult, but like, if I'm dealing with them, especially that girl, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like everything that she went through. And like, that's just like a lack of dif- disrespect on his part. And I just think friendship or otherwise relationship, like that's just like, even as a human, you don't respect me. Just like a yeah. general base layer of respect and it's not there. Yeah, it feels like this classic thing of like men get strung out on the emotional intimacy that women can provide Mm -hmm. and then don't want to provide it back. Maybe I'm just putting my feelings about a lot of men onto this situation. I'm also totally channeling something that I'm personally going through. So sorry to that guy. (laughs) It's like, you guys are both making total sense to me. So no apologies. There's a reason these patterns happen over and over and over and over again. And they're, similar you know it's not it's it's really like troubling the way that men are conditioned to interact with the world yeah I'm having maybe that's taking too much credit away or not maybe that's letting them off the hook too much but no but I think especially in this country okay so I'm having two simultaneous thoughts I'm going to try to be a good Kimmy and get them out (laughs) Currently, um, <laughs> bad Kimmy, good Kimmy. Yes, guys, Kimmy. It, bad Kimmy murders people. No. <laughs> it sounds oh like, God. Um, okay, so one, Liza, to your point, and this is consum- later consumption corner. I watched the movie Another Round. The director was like surprise nominated for an Oscar. It is a maybe a Swedish film, but it's set in Denmark. I, I will fuck this up. Um, it's all about it's a these men. It's about male friendship in a way. They they have they they have this plan. Watch the trailer. It's great to like get their blood alcohol to this exact point zero five, which is like apparently this researcher is like everyone's like their best self there. You're not drunk, but you're not sober. You're more confident. So it's this whole experiment they do. But throughout the movie, again, about four men and. They were like middle ages, older ages um, being friends. But in the one of the earliest scenes, a one of the men who's going through something and it's so subtle, but just like they're having a real conversation, checking in with each other. And he just like cries in front of his male friends. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that in American film. I've never seen four men at a dinner, like literally what women are shown doing. And then a guy genuinely starting to just be upset about like the direction of his life. It's not like a death. It's not like a divorce. It's just a more genuine sharing of feelings. And I just think that to, you know, the earlier, to this question, to both of your frustrations, to earlier talking about men always wanting to be friends, there is this something within men and the friendships they typically have. There's something lacking there. And I feel like it gets, one, filled in with like wanting to stay friends with these women you had some kind of connection with in dating or two, they're so not used to it that they like gloss right over it and ruin friendships like this because everyone on this Facebook post, secret Facebook post responded, everyone has this guy. I did this dance for years with a guy, you know, why did this happen? Like, again, so heteronormative, I apologize, but I do feel like there's something rooted in, like, this is, like, a a straight person dynamic, like, men and women. Men just, like, not giving friendships the value that women do. That's pretty extreme, but I actually believe it, so I'm just going to stand by it. 
No, I think it's completely true. I, I don't think they're like socialized to, you know, it's very, very sad for men because like, I don't know how I would have gotten through my life without my friendships, oh my you know, it's yeah. like bonkers to think about that. Like, what if we didn't have close friends who we could, like, call and just have moments with, like, shitty moments with or good moments? It's, like, that's how a lot of men live their whole lives, except for, like, their romantic partners. And, like, some men do have close friendships with other men, and that's very good. And, like, it does occur. It's not like it never happens. But it's, like, I would say it's the exception and not the rule. Yeah. I knew this one guy that he said, uh, like, if friends, whenever friends moved away, he just, like, wouldn't stay in contact and he was saying like which i happens a lot but the, the idea was that like he doesn't like really stay in touch with any of them he's like yeah i know i'm a bad friend it's just like you know they just drift away and then i just don't think about it and i'm just like how do you not think like i i i don't know i just like if i had like you know a, a friend that was like living here like we were in the same space and like we were always doing things together i don't i mean I, I don't know. I don't know. Friendship is difficult because like I know like people like can go away and then they can come back in your life. But this this guy was like very pointedly, I don't talk to that person <laughs> ever again. And I just God, I don't know who or where I would be without my friends. Agreed. Can we Eliza? I'm totally deviating from the outline, I think. Um, fuck the outline. No, fuck the outline. Fuck outlines. Have you either of you ever had a friendship breakup? This is like a new topic. Yes. Yeah, like they're harder than real breakups. But then again, yeah. I've been broken up with people I wasn't even entirely dating. Yeah. So, I mean, I am bad at getting over any breakups. <laughs> I am very, very like um, like clingy emotionally to things, ro- romantic and non-romantic. But yeah, it's it's horrible. It's like a really, really horrible feeling. I had to kind of like take some space from one of my closest friends since childhood and it is still something that like can kind of be like pretty torturous to me and I still kind of try to understand it and like don't understand it and you know it's really really hard yeah I think those are sometimes the like even if it's like years or decades later like they'll still like come up in my mind and I can like still like hear or like feel not that they're like the most recent wasn't like I don't know shit that was such a weird experience I don't know but I could still like hear the words like that they're saying and it's like one of those things that you think like because you're friends like you can like definitely work through it but it's still like similar to the relationship like you're just not in somebody's like headspace like you will never under stand it and I think like just depending on the things that we're going through or like you know whatever baggage we're carrying like that just so greatly colors like a situation but it's kind of like scary to think but is a good lesson to learn I guess is that somebody like you're like in the friendship position and then suddenly you're like in the enemy position like if that like you know if it's that intense and I think that's always been I don't know so like since then I try to tell like I have I think actually, Eliza, I was I was doing something in my email, and then like one of the oldest emails I have 
is one I sent to you. I call them like sentimental moments when I just have like very like a gushy moment with a friend and like, oh my God, you need so much today. What would I do without you? I love it. So important. Me, every time I get drunk. Every time I get drunk around a people. I love you so much. I love you so much. You oh my God. You're a beautiful flower. Perfect. Yeah. What would I do without you? Like, yeah I so call them I, like bathroom line moments oh, it's like yeah. you leave and you're in line for the bathroom together and you're just clutching each other's hands it's like should we pee together let's just pee at the same time you know and you go into the single together <laughs> but yeah. like what I like like doing it like sober and just like randomly like you're just like out walking down on like down the street and then all of, all of a sudden I'll be like I'm, I, I have to do it I have to do the sentimental <laughs> moment and then like I think usually the other person's like okay <laughs> but like I feel like I try to do that because like if ever at a moment like I stop being friends with that person I want them to know like then like you really matter to me and I know that life is really difficult and like something can like tear you apart but like goddamn friendship breakups are the hardest but then sometimes like that being said like n- you should never stay with anyone like in any capacity like if it doesn't make you feel good I know sometimes like sometimes it's like a switch which now god am I like a man I don't know geez no like, so- <laughs> Carlin keep telling me because I think I'm in a moment like this with a friendship quite frankly. do you know what I mean like yeah. sometimes it's not even like like there are some times like where it's like an actual like incident But other times, and I don't know if it's like you kind of like outgrow each other, but then I think it's like, it's your responsibility. Like if you want it to be that way, like to not make it a breakup and it's more maybe like an uncoupling, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah. Or just, um, and like, I don't even know how to, like, I couldn't even like give examples on how to like do it because I feel like I still struggle through them. But I think there is something to be said for like, if something isn't serving you and I don't mean like, are they bringing you things? Are they buying you things? But like, if it doesn't like nurture your soul, like you don't have time for it. Yeah. And I feel like in friendship, it's so hard to like, remember that you still need to ask like it in a way relationships were more conditioned to be like, is this, you know, healthy for me or not? Or friends are checking in and having opinions. But in like a a flip flop, I feel like in in a friend, the friendship I'm thinking about, like it actually took the person I'm in a relationship with to be like, that person doesn't really treat you nicely, kind of like uses you as a punching bag. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and it's not a super old friendship, but it's become like really clear to me that it's not, it's, it's almost like I want it to be an uncoupling, but I feel like I maybe need to say something. And with a friend, it can sometimes be harder because you have a longer history. You understand that they're like going through a tough time, but it just like, it's like, why are you being mean to me? <laughs> like, it's hard. And I, I, I could be mean too. Like I'm saying, I've this is like the first time I've really experienced this because it's not related to an incident. That was a really, when you said that, Carlin, that was the distinction where I'm just like, oh, this is like more of a larger pattern. And I've tried and I'm like trying to reach out because I know you're in a tough spot, but it remains this like, I'm the punching bag for like a broader thing. And um, yeah, I'm like, I'm really struggling with like, just the last interaction, I was the bigger person. Like, let's hang. But do I say something? Because I don't – I want to stand up for myself in all situations. And I want someone to stand up if I'm treating them like shit too. I don't know. It's really hard. I mean, I think it's funny because we're all taught – I mean, not all of us. That's a lie. If we're lucky, we're taught in romantic relationships that we should not accept treatment that 
we shouldn't accept anyone making us feel bad about ourselves. But I found myself in friendships where I always feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. And it, and like it's hard to take a step back. I think we almost I almost want to be more forgiving of friendships sometimes. Yeah. But because of that, like in the kind of friendship breakup I was talking about earlier, I was like, oh, like I feel bad all the time when after we talk or after we what like I just feel so bad about myself. And it's not that other person's fault. It was like a very specific set of instances and tricky mental health situations. Like, there was a yep. lot at play. And I'm not like trying to paint it as anybody's um anyone doing anything like wrong or unkind. It was just like, oh, I I have have um taken this or like felt like it's okay that I always feel bad about myself for a while. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I don't think I can do it anymore. And it was like a very it's like a weird um it's a weird like double standard sort of that we're all like don't accept this kind of treatment from a man but from a friendship there's like a more of a grace period and maybe that's okay I mean this was not an there's no world where this was like emotionally abusive it was just like yeah it just was draining and really really hard and (laughs) you know um but it's super complicated to find it's like double dutch you know it's like you got to find the like moment to to be like and and to think about like i also by the way i could literally never do double dutch i never a (laughs) single time successfully jump in which is very like my personality (laughs) but it's you got to find the moment where it's like productive and constructive but also like you're you're standing up for yourself like it's very i find i find it really really difficult i love that analogy Liza, it. I really wish you guys could have seen me in elementary school trying to do double dutch. <laughs> was not cute. Any other thoughts on friendship, my my friends? I think friendship is great. I think relationships are hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I, mean, that you, I think that. you summed it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh well, I think that I'm really glad we talked about this. It's um it was it's super interesting to me to hear like the the different ways you guys feel. I think that everyone has really complicated feelings around this or like zen like feelings around some of this like Carlin does. But <laughs> um would love to hear from everyone listening about if this is a tricky thing for you or if you think that like this whole conversation you've been like no this is fine this is <laughs> yeah this is dumb. boring yeah, like, I do- <laughs> boring boring they didn't get one story, story. <laughs> um but yeah Such i am actually really bitch. curious about no i feel the same way. <laughs> like one bad review i'm gonna call it out i'm gonna call it out <laughs> you are all gems thank you for all the good reviews but i'm sensitive <laughs> <as fuck>. <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, let us know. Uh, let us know you guys' experience with this. I'm really curious. Me you too. You can um, reach out in all the places we talked about earlier, and um, th- I think that's I think that's it, that's right? It. Thank we you, love Carlin, you guys so much. We thank were you, Carlin. So lucky to no have you. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. I just this was really fun, guys. I like talking about something. Just like shooting this shit a little bit. I'm sure it was <laughs> boring, but it was really fun and nice to see you both. And all you of you listening, wanna, love you too. Just want to point out that my chair broke like 40 minutes ago. Like when you go back in the recording, you might hear me gasp a little bit. So I've been like bouncing like my 
my thighs right now are getting like an amazing workout. Oh my <laughs> balancing god, balancing this chair! But I just wanted to share that with everybody. Multitasker, hero, you are a <laughs> hero. Christ. Okay, well, all right. Well, we love up. all of you, and if you're vaccinated, go on a date. <laughs> go on a vaccinated date.